is Dr. Jane Andrews. Gender Bias in Resident Evaluations, Natural Language Processing and Competency Evaluation. Abstract. Background. Research shows that female trainees experience evaluation penalties for gender non-conforming behavior during medical training. Studies of medical education evaluations and performance scores do reflect a gender bias. Those studies are a varying methodology and results have not been consistent. Objective. We sought to examine the differences in word use, competency themes, and length within written evaluations of internal medicine residents at scale, considering the impact of both faculty and resident gender. We hypothesized that female internal medicine residents receive more negative feedback and different thematic feedback than male residents. Methods. This study utilized a corpus of 3,864 individual responses to a positive and negative questions over the course of six years, 2012 to 2018, within Yale University School of Medicine's Internal Medicine Residency. Researchers developed a sentiment model to assess the valence of evaluation responses. We then used natural language processing to evaluate whether female versus male residents received more positive or negative feedback and if that feedback focused on different Accreditation Council for Graduate Medical Education core competencies based on their gender. Evaluator-evaluatee gender dyad was analyzed to see how it impacted quantity and quality of feedback. Results. We found that female and male residents did not have substantively different numbers of positive or negative comments. While certain competencies were discussed more than others, Gender did not seem to influence which competencies were discussed. Neither gender trainee received more written feedback, though female evaluators tended to write longer evaluations. Conclusions. We conclude that when examined at scale, quantitative gender differences are not as prevalent as has been seen in qualitative work. We suggest that further investigation of linguistic phenomena, such as context, is warranted to reconcile this finding with prior work. Introduction. Bias in evaluations is an area of increasing interest for medical educators, with multiple studies having shown gender bias exists in evaluations that affects the performance of female trainees. For example, when female physicians exhibit agentic traits, behavior defined by self-assertion and independence, as opposed to communal traits, behavior defined by concern for others and interpersonal sensitivity. This may result in critical evaluations and is known as the likability penalty. Female trainees display fewer agentic traits and more communal traits in some clinical scenarios. A study of female residents running hospital codes described the mental gymnastics that female trainees undergo to display the right amount of both agentic and communal traits in their professional work. Two recent studies reviewed emergency medicine resident evaluations and found that female residents received overall lower scores on milestone evaluations, with qualitative comments indicating that women received discordant feedback around behaviors that were considered assertive or authoritative. It is therefore perhaps unsurprising that female trainees at both medical student and resident levels self-evaluate themselves more critically than male trainees. Interestingly, a 2012 study looking at internal medicine residents and gastroenterology fellows evaluations showed that the evaluatee-evaluator gender dyad significantly impacted evaluation scores, suggesting that the gender of the evaluator also matters.
However, qualitative data available on gender bias in residency evaluations come from relatively small studies. Additionally, quantitative studies are contradictory, with some showing similar scores among men and women trainees and others showing a gender bias in evaluation scores. And few of these studies incorporated gender dyads, evaluator evaluatee. A systematic review has shown that the best evidence came from studies using large data sets and established assessment tools. To address these gaps in the literature, we endeavor in this study to compare the language used in written evaluations among gender dyads across the entirety of evaluations generated in a residency program. Evaluating word use in this type of large-scale study of written evaluations offers a comprehensive and systematic way to identify how gender, gender bias manifests in training. Due to the comfort of cognitive consonants in traditional gender roles, we hypothesize that female trainees would receive more negative feedback on their medical knowledge, an agentic trait, and more complimentary feedback on their interpersonal and communication skills, a communal trait, and that the gender dyad would influence how much negative or positive feedback was written. We also hypothesized that gender dyads may affect the quantity of feedback provided and that gender dyads may affect the core competency categories that faculty chose to address in their evaluations. This is Dr. David Shartash. Methods. Data were obtained from traditional internal medicine evaluations retrieved from Yale University School of Medicine's Learning Management System, MedHub, Ann Arbor, Michigan, 2019, for six years, 2012 to 2018. Evaluations retrieved were free text responses to a standard evaluation sent electronically to faculty at the end of each medical service rotation. These included inpatient ward rotations lasting either two or four weeks for all postgraduate year one through three residents. 3,864 evaluations were found and categorized by evaluator, tor, and evaluatee gender. Gender was self-identified by residents in their applications to our program. For faculty, most were personally known to the authors and those who were not Gender was determined based on external gender presentation and faculty biographies from the Yale University School of Medicine's website. Narrative responses to two questions which were asked in all faculty evaluations of residents were extracted from the evaluation surveys. Question one, please comment on what this resident did well. Please provide at least two examples. Question two, please identify at least two things the resident could do to improve. These questions were chosen as most evaluators complete them, unlike other narrative sections of the evaluations, and they naturally encourage evaluators to, to write both positive and negative feedback. Finally, the evaluatee evaluator gender dyad, i.e. female-female, male-male, female-male, and male-female, was identified for each evaluation. All of the data were analyzed with natural language processing techniques, which allowed the systematic and unbiased examination of word use in either the thousands of evaluations generated over six years within our large internal medicine program. A previous study demonstrated that natural language processing can be used to accurately classify feedback quality within medical residency training programs. Using the TM package version 0.7-6 in R version 3.2.3, Within each evaluation question, sentences were programmatically split into n-grants, each n-word long text spans of n from 2 to 5. Pronouns, punctuation, and stop words, using the list from the Snowball Stemmer project.
were removed from sentences prior to the NGRM split. In order to prevent the overweighting of sparse n-grams, the n-grams were additionally filtered to keep only the top 500 n-grams in the data set by frequency for each n. Sentiment and competency models were applied by counting the number of n-grams containing each term within the evaluation question. A sentiment model was developed to identify the positive and negative valence of n-grams used in the evaluations. Sentiment is the positive or negative connotation or valence of language. Two internal medicine attendings and educators who served as members of the Clinical Competency Committee, authors J.A. and S.H., independently coded the n-grams for sentiment, positive or negative valence, and Accreditation Council for Graduate Medical Education Core Competency Association. This included patient care and procedural skills, medical knowledge, professionalism, interpersonal and communication skills, systems-based practice, and practice-based learning and improvement. A general assessment category was included in addition to the core competencies to incorporate terms that were often adjectival and clearly evaluative, outstanding, superb, fantastic, but did not fit within a competency category. 100% iterator reliability for both sentiment and competency category was reached following coding iteration and review of discrepancies. Next, we validated our derived sentiment model, the SJ model, using two previously published sentiment models, the Harvard 4 and Laval sentiment models. Further details about the sentiment model can be seen in supplementary methods and appendices. This study received an exemption from the Yale University School of Medicine Human Research Protection Program, review number 20000025261. Results. Our analysis included over 1,500 evaluations by female faculty and over 2,200 by male faculty for a total of 3,864 evaluations. Table 1 describes the number and percentage of genders presented in the faculty and residents who wrote or received evaluations, as well as the number of evaluation questions included in our data set. Each evaluation was comprised of two evaluation questions. The table demonstrates the approximate gender parity among both evaluatees and evaluators included in the study. We then divided evaluations by gender dyad, evaluatee, evaluator, in Table 2 and describe the number of evaluation questions, average character count, and number of positive or negative terms seen per evaluation question. We found that female evaluators both wrote longer evaluations on average and used more positive and negative terms in their evaluations than male evaluators. This table shows important negative findings. There was no significant difference between the quantity of negative and positive engrams used in evaluations of male and female evaluatees or as written by male or female evaluators. Comparing the distributions of the number of sentiment modeled n-grams in Table 2 between gender dyads based on the mean value using a student's t-test, we observed that there is no difference within or between each gender dyad for either positive or negative sentiment, p greater than 0.05. We then assessed whether there were differences in the core competencies mentioned in evaluations based on gender dyads and did not see any differences in which core competencies were commented upon in evaluations based on the gender dyads. However, we did note that certain competencies were more commonly discussed overall, and this pattern held no matter which dyad we were evaluating. Figure 1 shows the histograms of n-grams found per competency and gender dyad. It demonstrates that competencies can be ranked from greatest evaluative focus to least evaluative focus based on the summative number of mentions of each competency in all evaluations. This rank list begins with interpersonal and communication skills, then general assessment, 
third, patient care and procedural skills, fourth, medical knowledge, fifth, systems-based practice, sixth, professionalism, seventh, practice-based learning and improvement. The graph represents the number of engrams referencing that competency found per evaluation as plotted on the x-axis. As might be expected, most competencies are only mentioned once per evaluation. However, one evaluation shows ICS mentioned 13 times. These results suggest that faculty evaluations focus more on certain competencies than others when evaluating residents in MedHub. This is Dr. Shona Hay. Discussion. This study did not identify gender bias within the set of evaluations examined, as demonstrated by the lack of difference between the positive or negative quality of feedback provided to male and female residents by male and female faculty, by gender of evaluatee or evaluator. Looking at the competencies mentioned in evaluations, we also saw no perceivable differences among gender dyads. This is a positive and hopeful finding, suggesting that perhaps gender bias in evaluations is not as prominent in internal medicine as we initially hypothesized, or at least that when large numbers of evaluations are analyzed systematically, gender bias in written evaluations does not seem to be as striking. Performing n-gram analysis comprehensively examines the patterns of word use in textual data. While this does not provide the depth of reading performed by qualitative analysis or more complex computational linguistic analyses, it provides a means to analyze the entirety of the words in a corpus rather than a sample of documents or a set of abstracted linguistic structures. However, low n-gram comments that use few words but have significant meaning on an individual level cannot always be easily categorized via this natural language processing approach. Lastly, written commentaries often more circumspect or conservative than verbal feedback, and faculty are likely more cautious with negative feedback than when they write evaluations. As an example, one can see in figure one that professionalism had a low quantity of information documented, which may mean that our residents have little to mention in this area, but may also suggest that faculty are hesitant to put negative comments about professionalism in a written evaluation, as even one negative comment in this area can significantly alter a resident's career trajectory. It is also of interest that certain core competencies are more likely to be commented on in evaluations, both in the number of overall evaluations they are mentioned in, and also in number of mentions per evaluation. Faculty comment more frequently in evaluations on interpersonal communication skills and patient care and procedural skills than on professionalism and practice-based learning and improvement. The reasons for this are likely multifactorial and may include what behaviors faculty observe or comfort level with assessment of certain competencies. This finding may help focus faculty development efforts to improve evaluations. We highlight a few other interesting findings. The fact that female faculty wrote longer evaluations is neither good nor bad, but may reflect a greater proclivity towards thoroughness as a result of the persistent disparity in academic advancement they face throughout their careers in medicine. The fact that all faculty wrote much longer evaluations when asked to praise than when asked for constructive commentary is unsurprising. Anecdotally, the authors note a dearth of written constructive commentary for residents whom we are verbally told have significant challenges within the clinical competency committee. During coding, the authors also noted many softening qualifiers used in constructive feedback, 
such as continue to a bit more or can benefit from. While not statistically quantified, this observation is consistent with our medical education experience and may highlight how stressful it is for faculty to provide negative feedback. We acknowledge as a limitation that we were unable to incorporate non-binary or transgender people in this study. Considering evaluation bias experienced by these residents would be an interesting and worthwhile separate study if enough trainees exist to create a data set. Additionally, this assessment did not correlate evaluation comments with the quantitative competency scores received by our residents. That analysis remains to be done and would be a fascinating way to validate the results of this study. It would also provide important data, given that a similar study done among emergency medicine residents did show significant differences between genders in milestone attainment. Lastly, it must be noted that our dichotomous sentiment model is unable to fully capture the nuance of many faculty comments. Ultimately, detailed individual qualitative review of written comments may show bias. NLP sacrifices some of this richness for the ability to review large quantities of data. Given the variability in how often evaluators address specific competencies in evaluations, we recommend that evaluators of medicine residents consider what feedback will benefit trainees. Rather than solely addressing medical knowledge and interpersonal and communication skills competencies, evaluators may choose to assess a wider range of competencies to holistically assist resident development. Resident evaluations ideally should be free of bias and reflect assessment of the broad set of skills needed to be a competent, independent physician. A first step to achieving this goal is to understand the current state of evaluations so that faculty can be trained to provide bias-free, holistic evaluations. Conclusion. We can conclude that when examining the language used by evaluators on a large scale, Gender did not have an effect on the positive or negative nature of the feedback or on the competency-related character of the feedback as we had originally hypothesized. We found that female evaluators wrote more and that all evaluators focused their evaluations more on positive feedback and around the competencies of interpersonal and communication skills and patient care and procedural skills rather than professionalism and practice-based learning and improvement. As the evaluations during training of young physicians provide a critical generative experience, molding physicians in ways that will influence their leadership potential, clinical practice style, and career trajectories for the remainder of their professional life. We believe that examining evaluations for gender bias remains a critical topic for clinical competency committees to consider. Acknowledgements. We acknowledge the technical support in accessing the data from Thomas Casagrande, and the traditional internal medicine residency program.